0: Shoe time again. Apologize, everybody, for taking almost a month. I think February 4th was the last time I recorded a show, and it is now March 1st. Shit's getting real. I think the last one I posted was me mentioning that I had quit my, uh, put in my notice of my job. Well, that's wrapped up. It's a few things to knock out in that time frame. Yesterday was the last day. It is what it is, man. Good news is, is if I go to a restaurant now and I don't like the food or the people that own it or the service, I can tell people. Instead of having to go like, yeah, how was it? It's like, it was fucking a raw burger and some shitty soggy french fries, but they sell a lot of beer. No, it was great, man, thanks for having us in. I'm gonna need to stop by and get some McDonald's on the way home. We've all been there. You've all been there. You've been there to a party your friend had that they thought was awesome, but you're like, this party sucks. That's my, uh, one of my ideas. Every time I go to a wedding, I think about that. Uh, every time I go to a wedding, I think about uh, how like weddings are just like a one-off party that people throw that they don't have any knowledge or experience of how to do it or what's best other than going to other people's weddings. But it's like going to the circus. You don't know how to put on a circus. Going to a bunch of circuses doesn't make you know how to put on a circus. You'll hit some of the high notes, but you'll miss a lot of shit. So I have this idea for a, uh, a wedding rating app where you rate weddings. And whenever you're going to get married and you're planning your wedding, you punch in all, you, you go through like 20, 30 questions, and it spits out a rating for how big of a party your wedding's going to be. So is this going to be like Catholic, <coughs> open-end bar, you know, 80s cover band wedding? Or is this going to be Church of Christ wedding? I've never been to a Church of Christ wedding, but nothing associated with Church of Christ sounds like fun at all to me. Um, so you go through the app and you just answer all these questions with the website. It's like, okay, are you having a bar? Yes. Are you going to have an open bar? Yes. What caliber of booze are you going to have? Lower tier, well, mid tier or high end? You punch that in. It gives you another rating. It gives you, it ups your rating. So when people like, what they call it in the South is wedding season. Everybody can... You know, it's like, oh, wedding season. we got two or three weddings each weekend. And then you decide which wedding you want to go to. But if a wedding, <coughs> excuse me, if a wedding is ready at like 92 and the other ones are like at 88s, you're going to just send a damn crock pot to the 88s and hang out at 92s by the lake wedding where the bride and groom arrive by uh pontoon boat. And, you know, it's just unlimited good beer and, and good whiskey and a party. And then the band you recognize, like, shit, these people booked. Like my so called band for their wedding. You're like, oh, I've heard of them. That's cool. That'd be awesome. I can't wait till they play my favorite 90s or 80s song. Uh, what if they're going to play 8675309? Of course they are! This is 92 rated wedding. That shit was is, is planned out ahead of time. So, yeah, that's my idea for weddings. I went to this wedding one time uh, at Cape Cod, and I'm not sure if. Uh, one of my, the folks that uh, we follow each on each other on Instagram, but Kate Cod Wedding, and they arrived to the reception on a sailboat. The reception and the wedding were not in the same place. The wedding was in town at a Catholic church, and then the reception was at a country club on the water. Of course it was on the water, because that's how you were, arrived there in a sailboat. And they had, like, cigars. I didn't even, like, wasn't even craving a cigar, but somebody's got a pile of cigars and some scotch. You're like... Everybody that I've ever seen have scotch and cigars seems to be enjoying it. It's like people that smoke and drink coffee, eat and eat at the same time, like on the movies. It, it looks very disgusting, but there's also a part of it you're like, I bet you those people doing that really, really enjoy it. I mean, it looks like they enjoy it. <clears throat> there's some people that smoke cigarettes. Like, you go to Europe and you see people smoke cigarettes. They smoke cigarettes like they really enjoy it. American, we're like, oh, I'm just de-stressing. i want to smoke these cigarettes. But yeah, this wedding had like a cigar bar. They had uh, they had inflatable shark. It was pretty cool. Good band. Overlooking the water. Uh, it just kind of set the bar high for weddings. For me, I'm like, well, I know this wedding cost a lot, but still, man, if you're gonna spend the money on a party, let's throw a party. Let's on half acid. I'm always impressed by my buddy Adam. Got married here in Nashville to his wife Audrey. They now have two little ones. Adam DJ'd his own wedding. Like, had it all shit set up on his phone. He's a tech whiz as it is. Had it all set up on his phone and played father-daughter dance, uh, you know, everything that went along with it. And then, when all that was done, Adam, his brother, and a couple buddies got up and they played like a 10-song set themselves. Yes, that's a Nashville exception. They probably won't do that in your city or your town if you're outside of Nashville, which I'm guessing most of my listeners are in Nashville anyway. But if not, yeah. You get spooled, you know? I have my aunt and uncle in town that, uh, they're in town from Arkansas for the Road Pavers Convention, folks. Hell yeah! If I ever thought the beer business was male-dominated, whew, the old Road Pavers. Road Pavers Conference is definitely male-dominated. It's like, Road Pavers Conference and the people in the industry look like what I would imagine... Most industries in the South look like in the 1950s. Not a lot of minorities or females around, to say the least. Um, which is funny, because you go to most job sites, and the main thing that is there is a good bit of minorities working. I mean, especially Mexicans. You don't see a lot of Mexicans at the Road Pavers Conference, which is, which is an interesting one, to say the least. But uh, yeah, so they're in and they go across the, from the convention center here a couple of days ago to bar lines and there's a guy up there that's looping tracks, his own tracks and stuff and then playing and they're just like, God, he's phenomenal, it's amazing. And I'm like, I don't need to ask this guy's name because most everybody you see in Nashville is phenomenal because they don't get bookings and nobody really likes them and you're not going to hear of them very often if they're not that good. But you go to any town in America and you go out and you go to see a band, they're like, oh, it's a $3 cover. And you go in, you're like, this band sucks. They're not even worth $3. Whereas you got bands you see in Nashville or performers, you're like, yeah, I would pay $15 uh, cover to see this person. But it's free. Because we're just spoiled that way. But um, yeah, Road Pavers Convention, good times. So I'm starting to notice a trend that I'm documenting a lot of really cool shit that's happening in my life. So... If you haven't went back and listened to the podcast of my wife and I driving to the hospital uh, in September. God, it's hard to believe I've been doing this show since September. Actually, before that. I think it was July. Um, Our uh, show where we were driving from our house into the hospital to have our third child. That was pretty cool. I think we talked a little bit about Huey Lewis and whether our moms had been to a Huey Lewis concert or not. But... uh, So today is just documenting the first day of not being in the beer business in the last 18, 19 years. I don't know, yesterday was my last day at Yazoo, and woke up today and as I was driving, I got to thinking, it feels like it's already been a month. I, um, everything was great. I can't say anything positive. I think I've expounded as much positivity in Facebook posts, departing emails, and Instagram posts as I possibly can. But, uh, yeah, everything's good, man. Everybody always expects something there to be a big thing. There has to be a thing about everything, but there doesn't. You can just, there's, there's ways for people that are at one point in time were very, very involved in touch points and clothes and, you know, all these different things to one day just go like, ah, we good, dog, and just walk away. And there doesn't have to be we're not going to talk to each other, we hate each other, there's no malice, but you just kind of outgrow things, you know. You outgrow shit, you outgrow food, you outgrow cars you outgrow significant others you outgrow all that it, it you know some people do and some people don't you know and uh but that was good on my way to uh, meet up with my partner uh Justin Still at Tallboy Marketing super stoked about that Justin and I've known each other for a really long time and found ourselves in the weirdest places hanging out from time to time it's always kind of been real good friends and started this company about five years ago like I said, ironically, he's in the same place, that, pretty close to where Yazoo was when I started there. So um, excited about jumping on there and kind of doing some stuff that just doesn't necessarily have to be beer-related. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of good shit ahead, man. I don't know what, exactly what shit it is, but there's a lot of good of it. A lot of good shit ahead. So, oh man, the shit's good. Uh, been listening to this really good audio book. Um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head now. But just search book about Bassett Furniture Legacy, blah, blah, blah. It's about one of the members of the Bassett Furniture family, kind of black sheep of the family uh, from Virginia, and documents the the rise and the fall of the Bassett Furniture that was the biggest furniture maker in the wood, and the wood furniture maker in the world at one point in time, and how, like, imports started coming in, so on and so forth, and this one guy saved the company, et et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Pretty good. That was pretty good. It was kind of like, it's been a really good um, exercise in humility of like this company's doing 400 million one year, you know, and then fast forward five years and just the market changed, market shift, and more businesses, it just, they just, it just went away. People still needed furniture, they just didn't buy their shit, and you know, it didn't happen overnight, it was just a slowly but surely. It's interesting, though, uh, how sometimes businesses that grow like that have a lot of really, really good vision about things that they see, and it helps them grow to a point, but then they just stop. Somebody gets at the helm or something of it, and they just don't, they're just not, they just don't have the vision or thought process to outlook what the traditional model is. Like, when Bassett was on Top of the World, one of their guys suggested that they start shipping out what they call knockdown uh, KN. Or KD, KD furniture knockdown is what KD short for. Knockdown furniture, in essence, was just furniture that had all the shit in there and instructions for you to put it together yourself. In essence, what IKEA has built majority of their billions and billions of dollars of wealth on. Uh, Bassett had the had the opportunity and the platform, and they could have just, I mean, just owned this market of what the future was. But the owner, or the controlling person at the time didn't want to make the investments to uh, to go down this route for a company. And it's just like, all right, you missed that. You know, you missed that one. And there's a couple other things that they missed too. But it's like, um, you know, just a prime example is like Sears. You know, Sears was the biggest shipping fulfillment company in the world before Amazon was just like massive, massive, massive. Before it wasn't, before, I mean, this is we're talking about Sears was getting like, Homes. You could order a whole house from Sears. We were talking about homes and bathtubs and shit, like everything you could think of of living. And a lot of this shit had to be delivered via stagecoach or horseback. And Sears figured that out. They figured out how you could order the shit and how they could get it out to people. But for some odd reason, Sears couldn't figure out how to do the exact same thing on the internet. Because they already had all these contracts and all these touch points and all this opportunity, they could have just doubled down and just built in their web thing. And, you know, yeah, I'm not saying Amazon would have never existed, but I mean, that they just left the market wide open for Amazon, where they were already the best at it at the point in time. They could have just tweaked it and evolved it. But somebody thought people still wanted to walk to the mall food court and, and buy uh, uh, craftsman tools in, in person. Sears, I think. I think it was Sears or JCPenney's one of the two. For their uh, fat kids section, they used to call him They used to call it the Husky. It was the Husky section. I never forget that. Where's he at? He's in the Husky department. Like, like you're just a fat furry dog that exercises a lot. He's a Husky. He's Husky. Yeah, he's got a Husky kid. It's funny because I haven't heard anybody refer to somebody as Husky in a really long time. Is he Husky? <laughs> Come to think of that now, it makes me laugh that you could refer to somebody. Is he Husky? Nah, he's. He's Doberman. Like, oh, he's Doberman. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So, we're going to get that nailed down today. Nail down some other plans. And then just kind of go from there. It's just good, folks. It's really good. Not just for me, just in general. It's like, dude, if you can't look around and, you know, if you can't be happy with what you got by looking around to see what other people that don't have what you have or have the opportunities of the platform... I mean, you're a lot further ahead than you think you are. If you're in America and you're listening to this, you definitely are. Because the majority of the rest of the world don't have the access that if they even find the money to run down to the Dollar General and buy a mop and a broom and some mothballs and a gallon of milk, it's just not that easy to get shit. We're very fortunate. Anywhoozle, that's all I got from Windshield Time on May the 1st. Keep on rocking the free world, folks. Uh, signing off. You can follow along at the Neil McCormick on Instagram, on Twitter. I don't I don't muse as much on Twitter, but I got a few quips out there from time to time. But I hope to see you around. Send me a message at the or Neil the Neil McCormick N E I L at Gmail. and Just drop me a message if you're a Facebook friend. That's all I got. Have a good day everybody, enjoy the ride.